Hold on. What's this say? Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Top of the Table. Brian Bentley in Dallas, as you can see. Joined by Chris Ballard there. Not just his creepy avatar. Hello. Coming to us from... Uh, you're in Connecticut? Yeah. Uh, Hank Alexander in the middle from Boston, showing pictures of his kids. It's my daughter, Simpsonified. Ah. Uh, ah, okay. On, on the right, there you go. us from L.A., uh, Mark Villa. Sarah Wilson is not joining us this week. She has her coaching her last indoor game of the season with her girls. And uh, that should be it. Hey, MLS first kick. Woo! What? Yeah. Wow. What a weekend as, so as, far. Tough to be a Galaxy and a Reds fan, did, isn't it? <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know we were all sporting all jerseys this week. Ballard in the Timbers, uh, Hank in the uh, Revs presentation jacket, and Mark in the Punjab <laughs> Uh, Galaxy third kit. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, we can't go to blue, can we? You can if you want to. I mean, you know. I have a feeling that there's someone at the, at the Galaxy waiting for me to call it blue so they can come around and correct me. I mean, you're the, you're the one with the first 48 interview cam, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I swear I was nowhere near that convenience. That's why I asked where you're coming from. If it was Connecticut or Herzegovina. Yeah, yeah, Chris, we're gonna have to do something like, about your camera because you like you're moving in max you headroom like speed. A CNN eye reporter from Walmart or something. <laughs> yeah, what do you got there? Yeah, what do you I, got there? Uh, this is my PlayStation Three camera. It nice. looks fun for me, as fine as it could be with me. That's like what Rodney Dangerfield said about the hat and Judge Mails. Oh, it works on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Don't tell them you're Jewish. Okay, fine. Oh, there you go. There's Ballard, Ballard coming in now. As long as, as, long as you stay, better. stay still. Oh, it's. Okay, it's, it's his bandwidth. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Are you on a wireless by any chance? No. No? So you're stealing it from your neighbors again? Okay. <laughs> and what you, can't, right. what you can't see is that uh, Chris has a blackboard, and we can't see it either, but he's got a blackboard behind his, uh, on the back wall of his room, and he's trying to send us secret messages, and we can't read any of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's something so T-cap so about this. <laughs> It's actually my uh, my bad hair power rankings. It's very sad. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess this didn't right. work. So what do we think, guys? First, uh, kick. I know I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad it's here. I, you know, the, yeah, the, I, I'm just relieved to start, man. Was uh, kind of over down. Has Portland played play yet? They play night. tomorrow. Yeah, they play Philadelphia tomorrow night. And the uh, and the That'd army be will be singing the national anthem again. Yeah, they weren't going to do it to begin with, but they got such strong feedback from the crowd. They said, oh, okay, we can do it again. <laughs> well, I think they were thinking that you couldn't possibly make it as good the second time around, but they they bowed to public yeah, pressure. It was, it was so good that uh, NBC used it for their promos. Hey, let's, let's, start, yeah. let's start it off with, um, with NBC, the new partnership uh, coming into effect today with the uh, FC Dallas Red Bull New York game. Um, Right. Kyle Martino, man, nice yeah. kick for him, huh? Wow! I actually, I actually stayed I in mean, the press box at FC Dallas for the first half so I could watch the broadcast. And I have to tell you, I'm, nice. I'm impressed with what they're doing. Now, do they let you go in and out of the press box yes. at FC Dallas? Because they don't do that at yes. Gillette. They, they, uh, they, if you don't make it up there by halftime, you're done. No, that FC Dallas, the press people are great. They allow you to, to come in and out and uh, 
they actually had some overflow seating today. First of all, great turnout um, by the media at the game. Yeah, great, great crowd today. Um, the weather, it rained from yesterday morning, Saturday morning, up until maybe like 45 minutes before the game. The game started, it was, you know, nothing huge and uh, uh, bad, but it was still had a chance to affect uh, turnout. But it, it went great. But the FC Dallas uh, um, PR department, uh, Leanne Gallup, Jason, all those guys, they're great about it. If you come in and you got a question, they, they'll help you out as best they can. Interview requests. Uh, Don Garber was there at halftime. Um, and, it, you know, if you – I mean, there have been games that I've only been able to make it for the second half, and they don't care. They're just glad that somebody's there and covering them. And I, and I mean that in a positive way. So. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's wonderful. I missed I missed the whole thing on um, so I got to catch the replay or whatever on uh, MLS Direct Kick when it comes up. But uh, yeah, I got my Roku player in the mail, so I, I've been checking out all the highlights all afternoon. It's been I great. I have to say that the iPad, the new iPad app, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, which which iPad app? Uh, MLS. There's an MLS iPad app. MLS Match, Match Day. Day. Match Day 2012, which is great. Oh yeah, yeah, great, yeah. It is. Um, Hank. I haven't tried it on the iPad yet. Last year, it was the the one thing I didn't like about it was that you weren't able to go back and watch the archives. And I don't know if they fixed that this year, but uh, it was a big issue for me. There it is. It looks like a big white chalkboard. Yeah. There we go. See Ballard. Very nice. I don't have an iPad, so I can't even do that. Yeah. Um. Let's uh, it, and uh, note from the chat room that's also an Android app for that as well. Thank you guys for yep. that. Yep, that is true. Uh, I am super impressed with what NBC is doing. I really love the pairing of uh, Arlo White and Kyle Martino. Um, Kyle Martino is actually on the field. He's not in the booth with Arlo. He has a he has a, po- wow. a, a legit podium that sits right at uh, right at the center line, uh, in between the two benches, and he and he has cool. probably. That's a yeah, great setup. Don't they do that for NHL yeah. as well? They have that between the boxes right. in NHL, and that's where they t- that's where they got it from. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't have to do too much to improve on Fox. Uh, let's be honest. The fact that they got rid of Wijnaldum means they're already miles in front. But um, I thought they were very good, and I like the promo they're putting I, out as well. You're going to hope they're going to do some cross promotion with the NHL as well. Wait, is Wijnaldum gone? Gone, or has he just been moved over to the commentator's chair? Well, he's not on NBC. That's what... He's not on NBC. He's at Fox. So right, so he's right. still at Fox. Yeah, oh, yeah he's but... still at Fox, but he, he doesn't do MLS anymore. Which he right. gets the he, he gets the occasional Italian match and uh, you know the, the the studio talking head crap. So yeah, yeah, they put him in the studio today in Martino's place. So him, Warren Barn, and Keith Costigan. That was a pretty tragic lineup all around, really. <laughs> Yeah. Quite tragic. Yeah, yeah. they've they've got the uh, the crap set of, of MLS announcers over at Fox. They're allowed to put hotels on them now. Yeah, I, I've worked for them. My wife worked for them for years. They try really hard. Um, uh, Christian Miles, you know, is an actual driving force there and has been for years. And he's tried everything he can think of to make them see the big picture. And they just don't want to give it up to American soccer. They just. Yep. It's cheaper for them to pay the rights to rebroadcast everything else than it is to sink production money into MLS. It's kind of I mean, tough, it's, too. It's, it's, it's not cheap. 
I mean, I get paid $500 to sit in a truck for the game and two hours on the front end to sit on the phone and tell Univision in Miami who the subs are, who the foul was on, how much extra time. Yeah, it's expensive to put on production. And Fox wow. doesn't want to take the money into it. You saw that with Kyle Martino's last talk show on Fox. They spent maybe, maybe three weeks in pre-production. And it, it, you could tell. It was a crap set. The format just wasn't worked out. They thought, hey, we're in LA. We'll get famous people to come talk about soccer. And no writing. So it went nowhere. It's just that's the way they that's the way they do it. They don't want to sink any money into anything they don't have to do. So so let's move on. Uh they seem to put in a half hearted effort last year with, with MLS night on on, on FSC, but they didn't follow through. They did it for the first two or three weeks and then after that it was all over the shop. It was on Thursday and then it was Saturday right. and Friday. Yeah. And they just didn't commit. They were very to it. Yeah. they were very lame duck about it. Holy crap. Holy crap, we have a girl watching us. Crystal, are you sure it's an actual girl, or is it just for those of you listening to the? So I think that keep your shirt on. Mark. Listening to the podcast for the first time or joining us here live for the first time, uh, they are kidding. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> we actually have a female co-host. She's just not with us this week. Well, yeah, and I meant watching us. Oh, there's somebody in the chat room with the name of Crystal McCarrickton. So, Crystal, if you learn champagne now. Please not everybody, acknowledge. Not everybody gets a French affect like you do, Hank. Honk, 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 Alexander. Let's let's move. Let's. Well, Crystal, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, checking us out. And put the uh, lotion let's down. Let's move Mark. on to today's NBC broadcast. Uh, only, only because it's stunning, fresh Just in our great. minds of uh, FCD and uh, Red Bull New York today, with FC Dallas winning two to one. Red Bulls can't defend set pieces. Who'd have thought yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. They haven't defended one since September of 2010. It was, they defended the set piece fine. They just didn't clear it out well. There's a difference. Well, yeah. that was a lot of their problem last year. I mean, it was a second ball. I, you're right. It wasn't off the initial corner or free kick. It's, it's the second one. <laughs> Coming in the chat room from Revs of Boston. He's actually from... <laughs> I don't know what I did there. I don't know what he did either. It's <laughs> the second ball. <laughs> oh, the second oh, ball. Yeah, you're fine. Also joining us for the yeah, there goes our female time. viewer. Bye. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> nice having you. I'm out. So to speak. There goes the female viewer. All right, so comment from Reps Boston, who's actually in uh, Rhode Island, right? He's, um, he's saying... Juan Agadello 17 has to go. So where would he go? He doesn't have to go. They need to figure out how to – who to pair him with other than Henri. That's all they need and to figure out. he actually started today. Well, the thing is, they're not going to drop Henri. So there's no they're not, going to, dro- they're not going to drop Henri. But Henri's going to need a, he's going to need a rest. They can sub him out when they're ahead. They can sub him out when they're behind. There's got to be pairings they can work with. You know, like and they, they just need to find hey, it out. Uh, Crystal's coming to us from Scotland, by the way. Scotland, that's huge. We Scotland. Uh, Crystal, just so you know, soccer is huge here in the United States. It's just that our population just dilutes it. It's it's just diluted all that much more amongst the masses over here. I mean, we've got how many more millions of people than here than there are in Scotland that are and we, you know, probably more people and watching we also soccer, have football, baseball, but, basketball. It's huge. It's just 
diluted. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the you know you only need ten percent of the population to be into soccer for it to be an enormous. You know, thirty million people is ten percent. That's half of the population of England. So there was a, yep. a quick little. Uh, I just wanted to acknowledge she had mentioned uh, in the chat room that she was from Scotland. So I wanted to throw that out there before we got yes, before we got too far. Um, I yeah. thought that uh, Henri played a little uh, a little too far back today. Now was that by design or was it? Oh, sorry, not by design. Was that by order or was that by instinct? Is what I want to know. I, I don't. Yeah, I, he does seem to drop back the more and more annoyed he gets with how bad his team are playing. You know, at the beginning of the, of the game, he's quite optimistic and he starts forward. But as it becomes more and more obvious how bad his team are, he drops further and further back. So by the end of the second half, he was practically in goal. Uh, and I think that was one of the things they tried to um, they tried to point out on the post game show uh, was that Aguadelo came down uh, on a break at one point, and it was two on five, and and they just showed Henri just kind of lag off uh, diagonally at, at the center, at the center line. But then they followed that up with a highlight of the great ball that he put uh, over the top to Kenny Cooper for their only goal. Yeah, it's a bit sad that he's the guy who's making those kinds of passes because you think that's what you have a midfield for. Um, you have someone like McCarty and Bellucci who came on at, for his customary five-minute appearance. Um, you know, I think it says something about the New York team that Henri has to drop back. You've got to think that once Marquez comes back, he'd be doing those kind of balls through to Henri instead. But until Marquez comes back from his suspension, I think you're going to see Henri doing that again. And they play Real Salt Lake next week, which could be very painful for them, given how well RSL plays we yesterday. At, we can't see your uh, your chalkboard now. Your your bad hair champion is Kyle Beckerman. Yeah, he's been the champion since 2002. Uh, who, who is number two? Who's, <laughs> oh, the, it's the dynasty. So so number two, number three is Juan Agodella. Who is number two? Um, Sebastian Velasquez. Oh, God, no. That that's, was pretty no. bad, yeah. yeah oh, my he, he God. That, that's, that's, say. that's above Brecce. That's way above Brecce. Yeah. I, I, actually, I don't even I, know. What, what, kind, what do you call that air, dude? Is that I, like, actually, I actually yelled last night, did you pay for that rat, rat tail with your welfare check? Yeah, that, I, I uh, think it, it's a pretty abject one. I put Brecce up because he tries so hard to make it bad. He gets extra points for going yeah. the extra mile just to make it as bad that's as true, he, he does try can. To do it. He had a, he had a, a dark, purple, uh, dark purple stripe today. He is like you've been spooched on by Barney. For those also of you joining us new to the podcast here, um, hmm, I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make a graphic wow. for Chris that tells you where tells, tells you all where to send your Twitter account. Yeah, it's like don't tickle Barney there. Okay. Um, what was um, I, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell a quick story in the locker room after the game as we were talking about Thierry Henry. Uh, he was approached by the press in the locker room. Um, and I was in that pool. Of, there was probably six reporters. And Simon Borg from MLS, Henri just walked up, stopped, looked at everybody, like, ask, go. And Simon Borg says, well, um, uh, you know, what happened today? What, you know, did today, was fitness the issue today? What happened? He goes, we didn't score as many goals as they did. So, there you go. He does have that attitude sometimes. I've noticed Wait. that. Even wait, in New York. Wait for it. So, wait for Henry, it. Uh, he says, uh, Simon Borg said, well, um, it was a great pass over the top to Cooper. I, I noticed, uh, you know, what, what is it you were trying to do out there today? Pass the ball? Win the game? <laughs> yeah, some of these guys, I mean, they're... So, third, I, question, third and final the, question. So, what do you guys need to do to prepare for next week's game? 
Win. Looks left, looks right, wow. nods his head, walks off. And the Red Bull press guy was kind of giggling under himself. So I was like, oh, that's, oh, I kind of wanted to like him. Walks out, walks, walking out <laughs> of the locker room, he's going, going to the bus. There was two uh, teenage kids in there uh, waiting to see uh, Kenny Cooper. And one kind of made eye contact with Henri, and he wanted to, wanted to ask. He's like, well, I'm going to stay away. Henri stops. Said, did, would you like to take a picture? Would you like to just, did you want to say hello? And the kid lights up. Uh, friend has a, you know, it's a camera phone picture. Friend takes a picture. Henri had not smiled once uh, up until this point. Smiles with the kid. Super friendly. Super personable. Very charming with the kid. Shakes the kid's hands. Give him the bro hug. Shakes the kid that took the picture's hand uh, and says, um, it was very nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. Nods and walks out the door. And I was like, okay, now I see why. He just, we've heard things about he doesn't like that the press can walk into the locker room and walk right up to him and ask him questions. The same questions. Over and over because it's a well, dumb question. That's why we do the lightning round. And one go. of which with uh, I got one with Dex McCarty, which will be coming out later, right after the show. Did you ask him about why he looked like Syndrome no, today? I, didn't. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I wanted to. Dude, <laughs> an Incredibles reference here. Uh, I mean, all he needed was Jack Jack, and it was done. You know, <laughs> I, I wanted to, but I, I wanted to, but I did not. Uh, Crystal, wow. very quickly. Um, I'm coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Chris on your left is coming to you from cell block C, also in Connecticut. Hank in the middle is coming to you from Boston. Mark is coming to you from Los Angeles. From Boston Market. From Boston Market. Uh, And uh, we also have a girl, Sarah Wilson, that joins us. She's from Hull, lives here in Kansas City now. She'll be joining us next week. So I invite you to come back next week. Uh, So there you go. Thank you for joining us again. Um, Who wants to take their team next? Mark? Mark? I will. <laughs> that aside, um, you know what? I would much rather have been happy. I would have been much happier had Bruce played all the babies, given the old guys a rest, and we lost. Te- we lost six to nothing. I'd have been fine with that. We got. Cu- we got. You know, the second leg Toronto coming up on Wednesday. No excuses. The guys were tired. Uh, the refereeing was absolute crap. Kevin Stott is just a freaking nightmare, man. And I'm not saying he was just bad to us. He was bad both ways. I mean, it was it was phenomenally horrible refereeing. That being said, before Beckham hooked up with Buttle for that goal, we should have been up already four to nothing. If we can't finish our chances, we can't blame anything else. You know, we screwed that game up. We we there were I think I counted six total shots on an open net or virtually open net that we just shanked. We can't do that. RSL had the opportunity. Uh, the second goal was questionable because there was a foul that should have been called. Again, refereeing that wasn't. Our guy stopped playing. There was no whistle, and we got beat. We got beat badly. Um, it was It was sad. It was sad to watch your guys give up before the whistle blew. That really, really upset me. Uh, all that being said, it's the first game. It means very little. It's going to be a long season. There's going to be a lot of games. But this is a, but this is a uh, team that didn't lose at home all last year, Mark. I know. You know what? So, hey, llama socks are done for this year. Okay, I tried. Uh, you know what? It, it's, it's, it's hard to keep that record going, man. I mean, it, uh, you know, four games in 12 days is tough. And, uh, you know, this is only the second one in four. But still, you know, 
Yeah. It's the Jeremy first game Thomas of the year. On the uh, Champions game. I, uh, I was glad to see Beckham and Donovan both uh, give the Toronto crowd a bit of uh, shite for throwing the beer can again. Nice. And, 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 and I say this blanket across the board. Any fan that throws anything onto the field during the run of play, that includes a corner kick. Any fan that uses a later laser pointer should absolutely, no questions asked, have their asses handed to them by any fan nearby. Do not hesitate. Take it into your own hands. Beat that person whoa, to whoa, a freaking whoa, hold on. Whoa, we, we That's my opinion, not the show's. That's my opinion. That being I said, I thought it was. I thought uh, Toronto I played really hard. It's, it's I thought the crowd. <laughs> I thought I thought the crowd was really into it. They really helped out Toronto FC. Um, I thought it was a really great game to watch. Again, I think we came out cold. I don't. I don't know what the problem is with the Galaxy coming out cold in games. It's been happening for three years now. Sooner or later, they got to come out on fire and prove they want it. Because if they don't, it's just going to be a very long season. Hank, let's let's move to That's you. Me. As your uh, your revs were in San Jose. They were, um, you know, and I thought overall, I mean, it was a uh, not the not the desired starting lineup, obviously, and I can make excuses about that. But it, you know, with um, yeah, AJ Soares playing at left back because Darius Barnes got injured. Chris Tierney serving a suspension for picking up a red card in the last uh, game of last season, uh, which carries over obviously. Um, so the back line was a little bit makeshift, but I really actually loved what I saw out of the center backs, except for the one big gaping mistake, which wasn't actually their fault. Um, but uh, John Lozano, new Colombian dude, uh, center back partnered up with Stephen McCarthy, who played central mid for us last year, moved back to center back. I thought they both did really well, considering um, who they were up against, Stephen Leinhart and Chris Wondolowski. Um, Leinhart is a punk. I just He is throwing elbows, getting in people's faces, uses his hands way too much. I'm surprised he, uh, he, he didn't get red carded out of there. Um, but anyway, uh, the rest of the team, you know, they're they're starting forwards again, not your preferred starting forwards. Fernando Cardenas, another Colombian dude, not too thrilled with his performance last night. Um, was offsides quite a bit. Uh, didn't really have that rocket uh, finesse touch that we expected out of him. Kind of looked like he was, should be playing with my uh, old and fat league on on Friday nights. Um, and then you have Brett. Uh, Blake Brettschneider, who's just basically a replacement for Zach Shalosky, uh at this stage. Don't know if we're going to get much out of Blake this season. So, But the midfield, I thought, looked okay. Shawry Joseph had probably the worst game of his career, and I think that I hope it's the... the That's uh, saying a lot. Yeah. It was, uh, aside from him, I thought the, the midfield was great. Um, uh, he, he's directly responsible for the goal. Uh couple of bad giveaways on his part last night and um looked really really just kind of slow and out of it um but you know and i think we'll see that from him off and on through the season i'm hoping less to less than extreme that it was last night but he he has his peaks and valleys and i think he uh it takes him a while to get confidence with a new 
central partner and Clyde Sims. I think, you know, with Clyde Sims back there, he should have, Shari should have been playing more forward, maybe not so much back. And uh, I think that's, you know, we didn't see an effective, effective Shari Joseph last night. So, but bright spots for the substitutions, all three substitutions played well. So you got to like, uh, like the, that Tyler Polak came on rookie left back came on for, uh, AJ Soares, um, Fernando Cardenas uh, left. Lee Wen came on, and uh, last guy. Uh, who's the other kid? Crap, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, Revs of Boston will tell us yes. in a second. Yeah, Tyler. Um, <laughs> hey, what was your uh, impression of uh, Lee Wen? After all, I like. First it. of all, can't, Hank, your cam's going in and out of focus. Sorry, I'm sorry, it's me moving around. It's I get right. the jitters, you know. Just letting, just letting you know. I have to have that effect. Uh, yeah. I, I, Holy cow. I'm sorry. I'm watching the Houston Chivas game, oh, and yeah. Chivas actually bannered off the entire south end of the stadium. Oh, really? They covered the seats. Wow. Where the ACB normally stands, they actually covered that entire end zone Holy section. Cow. Hey, it's like Foxborough. And, and it's still empty. Yeah, but people want to go to the Houston game, Hang. That's a difference. Holy God. This is at the it's at Chivas. This is at Chivas. Oh wow. Anyway. Um yeah, I thought Lee right. Wimp did well. I thought the the Revs um especially did a very good job uh um with getting uh getting him involved in the game early. As soon as he came on, he seemed to take charge. He uh, he moved the ball really well. It was very dynamic, and the uh, had a great cutback up up in the on the from the goal line, and really set up uh, Blake Bretschneider for a, a equalizer, who didn't convert it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think once we get uh, maybe get our timing down, he's only been with the team less than a week or so. So, uh, and I think once that is all settled. We're going to have Jeremiah White coming in next week too. So that's going to be an improvement. Um, we'll see. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a long season for sure. Uh, obviously not the desired result, but you know, only, uh, losing by one on your first game of the season with a new head coach on the road. It's almost a moral victory. Two, two personnel questions for you. Do you see Lee Wynn eventually taking a role in the starting lineup? If so, who does he replace? That's a f- I could easily see him moving into a permanent spot on the right side um, and then having uh, Kellen Rowe move on to the left. And then you put Shawree and Benny in the uh, in the middle and maybe go with a 4-5-1. And, and uh, any thoughts on uh, Zach Shalowski's release? Is that a surprise? It wasn't a surprise, really. I mean, um, to be honest, the, the kid just hasn't performed the level he needed to to – uh, he had plenty of opportunity over the last two years to make his mark. Um, he didn't. Uh, and, you know, in preseason, he had actually a one good game um, and uh, did well uh, to set up a goal, but that was all we saw out of him all preseason. So uh, not surprised by the move. Um, it seemed to, after the, the rookie season, he kind of lost his mojo a little bit. I think change of scene is probably going to do him good. 
maybe in, in ASL or USL somewhere. Uh, Ballard, you got a game you want to talk about? You want to preview tomorrow's game, Tempers game? Yeah, tomorrow we play uh, the Union. Um, I don't really think the Union are going to have a very good year. Um, if you tuned into a certain podcast we all know and love, you'd know that I thought they're going to finish sixth or seventh in the East. Would that, would um, that be around because the league? On uh, the that would be around the league. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was never very good at the intro. That's all right. Nitrates. And uh, we also want to talk about the Midnight yeah. Ride. Us. Hank's uh, Hank's uh, hey, yeah. podcast. Go ahead, Chris. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Definitely check yeah, that out. I just think that um, some of the players that the Revolution have let go, they let Latou go and Mondragon, and you kind of think that they're looking to youth, but if they don't start very well, Novak's going to be under pressure, and I think tomorrow will be a good time to play them because they haven't really had the chance to get anywhere. Um, is, Did you say the you, Revolution? What are you doing, Hank? Are you, are you, are you done there, Hank? Sorry. Did you say the revolution? Um, I think you said revolution, not union. I didn't mean to say revolution. I meant union. <laughs> but, but thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate it. Um, and Portland have had some injury problems in defense. Footy's injured. Um, I think they're going to go with Brunner and... I can't remember the other guy. Maybe... No, Jabal's going to play on the right. I can't remember the other centre-half. Uh, Frank Songo is having visa issues, so he won't play tomorrow. Um, so they're probably going to start with Nagby, I think. Um, but I think they'll have enough to beat Philadelphia, especially if they manage to uh, get the crowd pumped up, which shouldn't be difficult because they just have to show up. Um, and once they've done the national anthem, I'm sure the Timbers Army are going to really be pushing the team on to a victory. Um, I actually think Portland will make the playoffs this year. Um, towards the end of last year, they got much better. Um, and I, like I say, Philadelphia aren't a team that would scare me. And, and Sebastian Latou scoring three minutes into his uh, Vancouver Whitecaps career kind of rubs a little salt in the wound. Yeah, he, that was pretty sweet. He could make Philadelphia Union look really ridiculous for letting him go. Um, I think they already do. Well, I, mean, I think everyone in the league thinks it was the biggest mistake they've made. Well, a lot of it depends on how Philadelphia do. I mean, if they end up winning the East, then you can say, well, it's okay. But uh, if they end up finishing eighth and missing the playoffs, then it's pretty easy to point to that and Mondragon leaving as to a reason that it didn't work. Uh, Philadelphia will not win the East. Yeah, there's no, no so way. There's, there's no worry no, about I... that. Uh, my pick for the East would be Sporting Kansas City. That's pretty much everyone's pick, except I'm inclined mine. to agree. <laughs> Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? I'm inclined to agree. They just I, get stronger. Oh, Dan, I, I shouldn't have I, I bloody picked New York, didn't I? It's all right. <laughs> oh, look, Tumbleweed. It's one game, one game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I picked them on the strength of what they could do, which is a lot of the problem with them generally because you, they shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you think they should be doing a lot better than they actually do. Um, and I, I don't think Kansas City are going to be as strong because last year they had all those games at home, so they weren't right. ever travelling. I think this year they're going to be travelling, obviously, every other game pretty much. They're not going to have that rhythm at home that they had last year. Yeah, but they, but they showed that they had, uh, they had nothing on the road for that 10-game swing that they opened with. It's going to be interesting. Well, actually, yeah, I watched a lot of those, a few of those games on the road, and they were unlucky in quite a few of those games. They lost in Boston, I think, three two, um, to a penalty, as I recall. That was when Lekic actually showed up and scored. Um, and then they lost in New York. I think they lost one nil. So, you know, some of the, those games away from home last year were encouraging. And I remember saying to people that Kansas City would be okay. I didn't think they'd go on the tail. They did, admittedly. I can't claim to be that prescient, but. 
Yeah, they're a good side. I just don't know if they're going to be able to put together the string of results that they did last year. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's let's uh, continue up north. Let's talk about the Montreal Impact in their first game. But they were falling, terrible, well, falling two nothing to Vancouver. Yeah, literally for the first couple of minutes, I actually thought they were moving the ball pretty well, um, and kind of looked like they had a, a good kind of solid midfield there that they could work through. But then it just it, the wheels fell off and they vanished. Um, and, uh, you know, they, uh, Davey or no, again, it's all, all new team for a lot of these guys, and, and they're going to take a while to get to know each other and whatever. But, um, you know, I think somebody said it on Twitter yesterday, and I tend to agree the, with them, is, is this possibly the most overhyped team in MLS this season so far? Um, they just did not have a lot to offer. Um, Man, if they'd kept Brian Ching, they'd be so dangerous right now. <laughs> well, over no, Santa Nayasi? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I have more pace than Brian Chin. It's probably true. But seriously, I mean, Santa Nayasi is, was, was maybe a fluke at Colorado and um, did all right with uh, Seattle, but nothing spectacular. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to be the long-term solution for them up top, so... We'll see. Well, what I want to know is, when did Jesse Marsh turn into Bud Bundy? <laughs> <laughs> he does have yeah. that look about him, doesn't he? I got about 20 minutes of the game in before I had to leave for the Galaxy tailgate. And uh, right. it, it didn't look – they didn't look Chivas-esque in their first year. Um, but there was no cohesion whatsoever. Nothing. There was just nothing there. It, it was It was sad to watch. I think you have to expect that for an expansion team, though, when they're not going to be expected yep. to get to the playoffs. You know, I'm sure their aim this year is going to be don't finish bottom of, of you know, the combined table. Of course, the expectations can't be high, but there was just some element there that was so absolutely missing. It wasn't just, oh, they're an expansion team. It was, oh, my God, they're an expansion team that they all hate each other. It, there was something that just wasn't there that was glaringly obvious. Yeah, you, know, you can say cohesion, but it was beyond that. It was just, it was like watching a remake of a really bad Three Stooges movie. Well, I mean, and and it's I believe it's Nick on the on the chat room set, made a good point. They did have a lot of shots. They were definitely trying, and they didn't. They never caved. They never gave up, which is yeah. a good sign. Uh, and you, you got to think that they're going to play better by the end of the year. Um, you know, they'll make adjustments. They'll do what they need to do. But it's, you know, uh, Vancouver, I think, you know, played really well. They did. They made the most of their opportunities. Like you said, you got Sebastian Latou's first goal for of the season and first goal out of um, of the entire season, right? I mean, he was the first yeah. person to be on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's just more to come from Vancouver. They've got a, they had four forwards in their lineup yesterday. Well, and looking at the looking at the stats for uh, for Montreal, they had 15 attempts on goal, seven were on target, but they had 26 fouls and 20 open yeah. play crosses. So is that going to be Jesse Marsh's style? Is is an aggressive, wide open style? You think? Who are they crossing? That his style was uh, Shivas. I'm just and, saying that. 
26 fouls doesn't Oh my god, Ching just choked so hard. <laughs> oh god. To answer your question, Brian, I think okay. so. Yes. I think it's it's going to be a, uh, that style of play. I think it's what um he's going to it's not going to be a possession-based game for him. Uh, the the uh, uh, other game, MLS game, we did not cover yet. Colorado with a uh, 2-0 win over Columbus. Uh, Drew Moore and Quincy Amarukwa. Amarukwa. All right, Crystal is taking off. Yeah, Crystal. Oh, Crystal. Oh, hi. Uh, Crystal had a, some questions, and I was going to try to get to her real fast. Crystal, do you have uh, a couple minutes Delay. Oh, yeah, she's gone. No surprise. Club issues and what were they? You know. Yeah, she she had asked what our what our thoughts were on uh, on uh, on Scotland on Rangers. On Rangers. We actually talked about that last week, but I wanted to try to get her uh, there. Uh, <laughs> Do we cover MLS? Do we cover MLS? <laughs> As a matter of fact, we are covering MLS first kick uh, right now, sir. Because I saw the wrestling. RetributionProject.com thing. I thought it was the actual show. This is uh, yes. MLS. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jeff Katz and all the people over at Geek Week. Uh, whenever they're not running programming, they are running their trailer for their ret- Wrestling Retribution Project. Uh, the trailer is running, and I'm pretty sure right now, if you go into Geek Week, it's going to say uh, Wrestling ret- Retribution Project. But this is top of the table. We're talking soccer, and today we're specifically talking MLS soccer. Uh, and we appreciate you joining us for most of the show. There's a goal. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. And uh, yeah. uh, you will be. We're also watching soccer. We're also watching soccer yeah, as we talk about it. Aren't guys, so thanks. <laughs> I haven't put uh, it in this room. If you're just joining us, that's Chris Ballard on your left coming to us from Connecticut. Hank Alexon in the middle coming to us from Boston, Massachusetts. Mark V on the right coming from L.A. I'm Brian Bentley coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Uh, first kick, yes. Okay. I actually wanted to go back to the yes, LA game let's if go, I could please. briefly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I had two things to say. First thing was Beckham being a little can I say bitch? Yeah, a little bitch for the second goal because he's too busy complaining to start about the free kick that wasn't given and missed his man. He missed his man. Uh, there yeah. were a few people who missed. That's the problem right now, and it has been with our team for a couple of years. Uh, they think they should be awarded a foul, and they just stop. Yeah. It's burned us a few times, and last night was a prime example of it. Uh, yeah, Beckham was a little bit too bitchy for my taste. I rarely say that, but last night he was. At the same time, the refereeing was crap. But well, it's, I said, it's MLS. I mean, that's part of the... Yeah, the but Kevin Stott, Kevin Stott was just absolutely on form, man. He was in another world of crap last night. I mean, there were balls both sides that were distinctly out of bound. Play never stopped. Well, that's surely on the assistant. That, that was lines. I mean, it was, it was just, it was. Oh. I mean, I've rewatched the game three times, and it's just, it's pitiful. But yeah. that's not an excuse. What was your other point, Chris? The other thing was actually about Rail Salt Lake. You know, with sixty-five minutes gone, Jason Christ brings on Saborio and yeah. um, Morales. Morales. Yeah. How many wow. how many guys do that when they're nimble away <laughs> at Galaxy? It's like you think, yeah, I can take these guys. I know they conceded not long afterwards, but at the end of the game, you've got to say, bringing those two guys on really made a difference. And I mean, I've kind of not really bought into the Jason Crisis super manager or Jason Crisis superstar, if you will. Um, He's but, not. They weren't fit to play the full 90. They were well, subs from the get-go. 
I just I'm surprised that he brought those guys on because if they weren't fit and it was nil nil, you got to think that nil nil is a good result. We'll take that and we'll get these guys fit for the next game. Yeah, but, you know, he did the same thing in preseason. Yeah, he, he, he's not a nil nil guy. He's going to score and tire. He's going to lose. He's going to fight for that win. Yeah, he wants a point. But he, but he wants to make a point while getting that point. Right. You know, I mean, if I had, if, if I had uh, Morales and uh, and um, Saborio. Saborio on the bench, I'd bring him in when I thought Absolutely. you know we needed to. I mean, who? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. We started with Keenan Buttle, and we brought in Barrett. <sighs> yeah, I love you Chad, have to bring in but Barrett, we don't have. You know, you know if you if you got the big gun, you got to bring him in. They weren't fit to play the full ninety. And I mean, how utterly wonderful it must have been to have them on the bench for that reason. I mean, that was spectacular. Um, and don't get me wrong; I take nothing away from from uh, Salt Lake's performance. They played a great game. They stopped us, and Nick Romando was all over it, man. He stopped Mike McGee's bicycle kick from just outside the box, just outside the six, dead on, and he stopped it cold. Uh, you know, Romando is over it, all over it. Um, the only complaint I had about the way Real played was um, Olave. Whenever the ball was played into Buttle in the air and Buttle would go up for a header, Olave would come in leading with the elbow at the back of Buttle's head. The only complaint I have about the way they played. Uh, but, you know, Galaxy just didn't uh, They didn't have the legs. They didn't close out the chances when we had them. And we had some masterful opportunities to score. And we ended up dinking the ball directly at Ramondo wide. I mean, we had two crackers off the crossbar. Um, it was just, you know, we didn't close out our chances. And we should have. When Real got their, got their shots, they closed them and out. Se- and seven, uh, seven corner kicks and no, nothing coming out of there. Yeah. Well, that one cross, I mean, you know, the tactical switch moved Beckham out on the right side, out of the center. Uh, got that goal for got that goal. Yeah, that was a class, you know, class Beckham there. But you know, how often are you going to get that this year? I think we'll get it a lot. The problem is, as I saw it last night. Oh, we have possession in our third. Launch it over the top and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, we got the ball back. Launch it over the top. Let's see what happens. We saw can't a lot of that, that way. It's, it's so easy to defend that. You know, uh, what's the point? Uh, bright spot, Marcelo Sarvis was just a beast. Oh, he uh, looked a rocket, didn't he? That oh, my goodness. Oh. That was just amazing. Uh, Tommy Meyer, he got beat a few times, but for his first you know debut in the show, I'd say he played a great game. Um you know, we've got some kids. We got to get him some time. But uh, I think Omar wasn't missed as much as we thought he would be last night. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, it was it was a fair result. We didn't we did not close out when we had the chance. See, and uh, Salt Lake did. You know, fair play, man. They they deserved that win. They did. Romano was amazing. Yeah, we can't blame it on anything other than our lack of uh, finishing. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know that's the got to finish. It's the key to the that's whole what, thing, right? That's what I tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell my wife, "Yeah, I beat you, beat you again." I always tell hey, her honey, just don't or uh, with her boyfriend. Yes, Brian. How's that? Oh, that's awesome. The pride of where? Springfield. 
Oh. Springfield. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Very I cool. see scarf. What's so if someone if someone has anything interesting, that's up for grabs what's, on swap of the, the table. What's the story behind that? Uh, Doug, my old roommate, was on tour with them in England for a month, and that was part of their merch. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, then, then let's talk. So, uh, let's let's uh, transition over to that. I very dude, Messi. Okay, dude. A- after the third goal, I sent out the tweet. Messi with two dinks and a rocket looks just like my junk. I mean that. <laughs> That do, you game, ever, do you ever wonder he, why you can't get a press pass for the Galaxy? You know what? <laughs> I never say vile things about the Galaxy. No. I, I, it's, but see, just cut off about the Galaxy. It's just vile things. But they're I funny. Know, to us. Yes. They to are us, funny. But I'm yeah. pretty sure that the Galaxy PR department shudders every time. Well, we know they don't listen to the show. But. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Now we know why. <laughs> Five goals, man. That was just that was that amazing. Was phenomenal. I, I felt so bad for Leverkusen after a while. Uh, that was just an ass handling. They just, oh. He's still like the kid you know at school who knew he was really good, but would still keep scoring goals against you. I think a lot of players at that level would kind of stop once they got to four, you know, and think, oh, you know what? I've I've punched them enough now. I think we'll, you know, let them finish the game and get a bit of dignity but he seems to enjoy himself so much doing it he's like you know what I'm, I've done it with the left I'm now going to try and do the same thing the scoop with the right foot and, and he does you, and you know what uh, Phil and um, uh, Ray Hudson brought that up today in the Barcelona game talking about that you know would, have been, would it have been more offensive for them to slow down and pull the guns back or to keep going which, yeah. what, what, what was more offensive to Leverkusen at that point? You know, I, mean, I, I think it's interesting because you see it in American football. People get upset when American football teams run up the score. Um, but that never seems to be a problem in, in, in soccer. I, I like to see teams really put teams to the sword and say, look, if you're this bad, you should be. And let's face it, goal differential matters. Yeah, I mean, not so much in a two-legged tie when you're already one, you know, 7-1 you up. Know, but, I mean... Uh, it, uh, points scored counts in BCS, so you know it, I think it's fair game. Yeah, I, I just think you know. I mean, I, I've been kind of saying that Messi can't be the best in the world, you know, best ever until he performs for Argentina. The problem is he keeps doing these things, and I might have to rethink that. Standpoint. Well, yeah, but the, the the thing about the whole Argentina and not performing aspect is. He doesn't have Xavi. He doesn't have he doesn't have Fabregas. He doesn't have this, they can be wrong. Argentina has a myriad of talent on their squad, but not like Messi has when he's with Barcelona. He doesn't have these other distractions to both set him up and take away from his form. Yeah, but that's you know why I, I, I like to mention Maradona as the greatest because he didn't have Messi and he didn't have Iniesta and Chevy. He had a. I'm not. A I'm, not I'm not arguing your point. I'm just saying yeah. people don't. A lot of people don't stop to think about that when they discuss Messi with his national team. Right. That's all. Yeah, and, and you've got to remember with Argentina that Maradona was in charge last year, and that was a real, well, year before last, and that was a real circus. They seem to be trying to get the team to play around him, and they haven't done it until recently. Actually, he scored three goals in Switzerland a few weeks ago, so maybe he's, he's you know, starting to come around to Argentina. Um, actually, when I was in England, 
Safe. Oh. Ooh. This is great. This is great to watch because uh, uh, chaos in in the chat room says he loves Hank's reaction to everything Mark says. He just turns and look, and it looks like that he is giving him a, a, an incredulous look directly as he sits next to him, even though they're not in the same room. So now, so now Hank Hank has been playing Brady Bunch for the last five minutes. <laughs> um, I want to. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I just gotta stop for a second. They have the entire north end zone covered and the entire top stands on the east side of the stadium covered because they can't sell tickets. They've also this got their, their bench covered, apparently. Th- this is their opening match on a Sunday afternoon on a beautiful day in Los Angeles. And they have a little more than a third of the stadium covered. That team has to get moved, surely. I'm thinking a high school stadium, but that's just me. I just think they should be playing would in they, San Diego. Would they even met the seventy-five hundred uh, limit on a school night, Mark? I don't. I don't think they ever. I think. Uh, I don't think they did last year. They played us. That's because we bought the rest of the tickets. Does Grand Bell still have season tickets to? Uh, Chivas? Yeah, I think so. Does he? I think so. It's just him. Yeah. But maybe we'll see him there. Yeah, they've they've looked like a team. Treading water for a while, haven't they? I mean, they traded away Braun, they traded away Valentin. You kind of think, what are you doing down there? It's almost as though it's it's like a soccer version of Major League. They're trying to get the team to move to Miami or something, right? They probably will. Yeah, fuck Jubu. Sorry, Chivas, Las Vegas, right? Um. Actually, speaking of Major League, the guy who plays Serrano is the same guy who does the Allstate ads. Yes. How does that work? President for. The president from 24. Yeah. Yes. And the Allstate commercials and uh, the unit. Yeah. Yes. Bit of a tangent there. Sorry. It's all right. This uh, Haber, something like that? Yeah, Dennis Haysbert. Um, Haysbert. There you go. You learn a little something here on Top of the Table TV. Okay, I didn't watch the game. How how did did Man City lose to Swansea? Was it just – was it a crap game for them? I didn't see it. What happened? Anybody? I, I didn't see it either. Um, I saw, Man, I saw the highlights. Down. I know. There you um, go. Swansea missed a penalty in the first half, which was surprising. Uh, Hart made a really good save against uh, Sinclair. Um, but from what I saw in the highlights, Man City just didn't play very well. I think they were expecting to get a penalty with Balotelli went over in the penalty area. I think a lot of rest would have given it, um, but they didn't. And then in the last, I think it was the last five minutes, unmarked player from across put it past part it seemed like a pretty straightforward goal but they they, they they haven't scored in the last two games now they didn't score against Lisbon in midweek um, for a, a team who has all that attacking talent you think they were they would keep doing what they did to start with and putting four or five goals past everybody but they haven't done it and the thing with Manchester United and I know Mark probably speaks to this better than I do but they just keep plugging away they're, they're like they energize the bunny. They just keep going and keep going and keep going, and eventually they're just going to get past you just on sheer willpower. Except for European, uh, <laughs> except for European well, leagues this yeah. year. Yeah, but they were um, good. I mean, that, that team they played in midweek were uh, a good side. Yeah, but it's uh, we still played like crab. I mean, anyway. I, I didn't see I didn't see the Man U game. I was up with the kids all night and I slept in, so I didn't see any of the games today, unfortunately. Uh, but hey, Man U's back on top for now, 
and we'll see how that how that goes. Yeah, it's. Um, I think there's a derby in a couple of weeks. That'll be a big game, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, who's playing tomorrow? There's a game. Is it Arsenal? Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, <laughs> Arsenal were uh, were unlucky in midweek. I thought. I mean, we look. You know, they were three 0 down, four 0 down after the first leg in Milan. And then you say to them, well, what do they really need is an early goal. And then they got one after three minutes. Then you're like, well, they really need another goal before half time. And they got two more. And it's half time and three nil. And you think, holy Christ, what's going to happen here? And actually, Milan did what Italian teams have done for generations. And they defended really well in the second half. They, as soon as somebody breathed on them, they went down and got a free kick. Yeah, um, it was a, a, a pretty good catenaccio performance in the last you know, 45 what minutes. Also, I thought. What they've also done right. for years. A friend of mine on Twitter had uh, had a great comment. He said, "Yeah, wake me up when it's two nothing." They said, "Okay, wake me up when it's three nothing." <laughs> they scored three nothing. Oh, okay, I'm up now. And then they didn't score again. Yeah, I mean, but okay, I hate to be a cynic, but the way that Rubinho was running, there there were there were some odd things that running. make there were some things that make me question uh, not necessarily fixing, but betting the over under. Right. You know, there 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 was some questionable play there, or lack thereof, uh, from Milan that you know would be uh, would open the gates to conspiracy theorists, as it well, were. Italian teams have always done just enough. You know, you'll find that yeah. the last day, the last day of the season, if teams need draws, a lot of the bookmakers in England won't even take bets on them because they know it's going to be a nil nil draw. Um, and I think it's something that Italian, like I say, Italian teams have, have perfected that over. You know, 30, 40 years of playing together. I think sometimes, for me, it looks a bit dodgy, but I don't think it's a, it's something that you should be worried about. I don't think it's a shadowy conspiracy. It's just they seem to be in this mindset of we'll do just enough. You know, once they got to 3-0, they're like, crikey, we got to stop messing about. But at 1-0 and 2-0, they were like, oh, it's okay. We, we, you know, we still have those two goals in the bag. You're absolutely right. But at 3-0, wouldn't you kind of think that maybe they try and put one in just as a safety measure, and they never really did. Yeah, but then, then again, when you're playing against World Cup and Van Persie, if you push forward for a goal, you, you could concede easily. I mean, yeah. I know it's it, it comes down to the mindset of, of the coach and the team. You know, do you want to not give up a goal, you know, give up that fourth goal, or do you want to risk it and get the goal? As you say, if they did get that one goal, Arsenal would have needed two more. In fact, three more to go through. So... You know, it's, it's it's. I think it's a cultural thing. I think uh, in England, especially when we first got back into Europe in the early nineties, teams were going into Europe and they were trying to win every single game and they were getting hammered. I remember Manchester United going to Barcelona, won Champions League, and they went out trying to, you know, get a result and they got hammered four uh, nil. And quick, you know, Ferguson very quickly learned that you can't do that away from home. You have to try and be you know, secure and make sure that you don't get hammered and bring it back to the home leg. Right. Um, yeah, because you forget England, English teams weren't in Europe for quite a long time in the 80s, so it took a few years for them to relearn it once they came back. Now, on the other side, did anyone really think Arsenal was going to pull it out? Not until they threw it up at yeah. half-time. I, even, even at that point, they're, they're not going to win. I mean, they're going to make a hell of a game out of it, but they're not going to, they're not going to walk away from this. I think it's... it's if Milan had kept it in nil nil to half time, that crowd would have been dead. But not physically dead, obviously. Um, but once they got to three nil at half time, suddenly the crowd are in it. And the Emirates Stadium isn't 
isn't a, a ground that really terrifies you with the atmosphere a lot of the time, but to see that crowd, you know, I think they have 65, 70,000 in there, to see them really going for it makes a nice change and it would be good if the team would actually win something for them because, I mean, I, I like Arsenal as a team. I've always liked watching them, even when they were 1-0 merchants back in the 80s and 90s. So I think it would be nice if they were to pull their fingers out of their collective, you know, collective backsides and actually do something. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's do let's get a promo in here very quickly. Um, this started today, at two o'clock. It's called Swap of the Table. It's a jersey swap, and we what we do is uh, take a picture of a jersey. Hold on, Ballard, they can't see you. Uh, take a picture of, if you have if you have a jersey if you've got a jersey to trade, uh, take a picture of it along with the size, the brand, and tweet it to at Swap of the Table. Also use hashtag Swap of the Table. And then, uh, Ballard, go ahead. This is my uh, 2004 Tokyo United home jersey, XL. Now, don't please stampede all at once. But that's what I have. I have a couple of other Tokyo shirts, but I think shifting one is going to be pretty impressive, so never mind trying to shift three. You can uh, you can go ahead and post that. Uh, uh, I debuted a uh, Dirk Kite Euro 2008 last week and put that up today. Uh, I will now be showing. This is a uh, DC United authentic home short sleeve white. Brand new with tags. Does it have grass stains on it? Because if it does, it's obviously Charlie Davies. Give me uh, 27 seconds. I'll oh, get my shirt. Uh, no, brand new, uh, brand, new with, uh, brand new with tags. Also, I, I already traded my Omar Gonzalez to Ginge for... Uh, a Rooney yeah, England shirt. Nice I have a Don, Donovan Everton from the first from the first leg, the uh, black with pink pink there trim. There is a uh, Real Salt Lake third kit, gold, authentic, as you can see here. Size medium and extra large. Medium and extra large, both authentic, yellow, authentic, will be going up on swap. I love this. I can see myself come back into the uh, picture there because it's on delay. Here we go. Anyway, here is the old 2003, I believe, away kit for Newcastle United. Um, it's a double XL. Mark? For those Newcastle United fans, yeah. <laughs> All those. Yeah. Yeah, 2XL Adidas. Classic Northern Rock pre-Virgin Money. Um, you know, logo there. The only virgins in Newcastle. And there you go. Are you, are you a double XL guy, Hank? No, I'm not. I, um, I don't know how I ended up with a shirt, to be honest. I had, uh, thought I was getting something else on eBay, and I got stuck with it. Okay. I got... Um, I ended up getting a, a slightly smaller one, XL. Same thing without anybody's uh, name on it. I'm very that, willing so. to bet that there are some double X fans that are looking for that jersey. Put it up on swap tonight. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that's so that's what swap of the table is. So basically, here's uh, it works something like this. Hank would tweet that jersey. I would say, oh, Hank, I'm really interested in that jersey. Uh, here's what I have in return, which would be the DC jersey. Let's say Hank decides that he likes that. We would make the trade. Um, and then you could go ahead and mail it right out uh, 
tomorrow uh, if you want it, or you can hold on. You can say, Hank, keep your jersey. I may still try to trade that as an asset. You're actually going to send that to somebody else. That's happened before. Uh, so Swap at the Table is going to run two weeks. It will end two weeks from today on the, I want to say, 25th at midnight. There will be no extensions this time. Uh, so there you go. While we're doing plugs, everybody be sure to get on Facebook and on the Twitter and uh, follow, like, support Women United FC. Oh, yeah, uh, good point. Sarah Wilson, Kayla Knapp, Christy Colvin. Uh, I forget who else. It's a uh, women's only chat room uh, for women fans of MLS. Are they, they WUFC? W, w, w United FC. W United FC. Yeah. W United FC. All w one word. United. Yeah. Awesome. FC on Twitter. Yeah, that's that. Yes, get that out there. They're on the Facebook as well. You know, we can follow along. We can look at stuff. We just can't really be very as men with man bits. We can't be very active in the discussions. But you know what? It's a good thing to have women getting involved like this. So uh, we also it. have our top of the table uh, private league on MLS fantasy. You can join us. Oh, which you didn't tell me about. I certainly Appreciate did. It. Yeah, and I don't I, think I so, sir. And, and, yeah. I've, and I've tweeted it for the last two weeks. Would you can give you the, uh, <laughs> the code for that? Nick's got the code for that. It doesn't help. I have a sucky fantasy team anyway. Yeah, I'm no good at fantasy. No, I don't even bother. We encourage everybody to join. It's going to be fun, and uh, I'm working on trying to get a prize for the winner. So now people will actually care and join. All right. I've done my part, Sarah. I'm following Women United FC. We will tweet them out uh, as well. Make sure that she follows TMR Podcast, though, because, you know, I could use a few more followers. Yes, Liger, it is the Contra Code, and that is a great reference, by the way. Pressing up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right, A, A, B, B, start. You'll get uh, <laughs> the large head players like on NBA Jam. Um, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to say this earlier, and I didn't. Uh, I thought Blas Perez had a phenomenal game for FC Dallas today. Anthony was a great pickup. Very quick, yes, he did have very, a good game. Yeah, quick, great game. game. My favorite player, Villar. Great, great game Villar, yeah. as well. Villar, Villar filling in for uh, David Ferreira, who will be out two to four weeks with a bone bruise in his ankle. Um, and then uh, Fabian Castillo went out in the 32nd minute today with a knee contusion. It was uh, called. Uh, more information later this week. Uh, next week, right, let me say, uh, we'll be re- I'll be releasing the Dax McCarty lightning round shortly here after the show. And we'll tweet out a link to that. Um, thank you for his time. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny. and He was a good sport for doing it because he was not in the greatest of moods after the game, but I appreciate him doing it. Uh, next week... Uh, next week, Portland is in town, so we'll be taking your suggestions for who to try to get for a lightning round there. Um, Dean, no, they no longer call it Pizza Hut Park. Pizza Hut Park is no longer the title sponsor. They are actually out. It's just called FC Dallas Park. There you go. Pretty lame, isn't it? And Kenny Cooper still the all-time leading goal scorer there, adding another one to his yes. docket today. And, and it actually works out. And I had a discussion with uh, somebody in the uh, FC Dallas front office this week. When I attended Media Day, I, I don't know if anybody caught the pool ball video that I put out. Uh, I'll retweet that. Um, they have they are of the impression that Pizza Hut leaving 
opens up more marketing and sponsorship opportunities for them because they're not just limited to Pepsi. They're not just limited to Wing Street. They're not just limited to um, Pizza Hut. They can now open it up to more concessions, more choices, uh, more deals. And I have to say, um, they spent they spent a million and a half dollars, and a bunch of that went to the north end where the stage is. Uh, there's a built-in stage when there's concerts and stuff. They now have 225 seats that run off that stage onto the field, uh, bleacher style, right behind the north goal. They have all sorts of food set up. They're really trying to build that as a supporters area. And today, I think they accomplished that because that area was incredibly, incredibly loud. And there were people right on top of the goalies and making a lot of noise. And it was a very, very pleasant change uh, from what we've seen previously at that stadium. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. You know, good. Best of luck to him. I hope it, I hope that does work out because it'd be good to see a consistent uh, vocal and, crowd there. And, they, and this is the former FC Drunk Supporters Group, which they are now called. Uh, this it's the Beer Garden, but now they are they are the Dallas right. Beer Guardians. So uh, there you go. and then uh, Dallas Guard Dallas that beer. Football Elite also had a good showing today. So uh, I had tweeted this earlier. Very nice support. Uh, Showing by both of those supporters groups, so kudos to them. Uh, have anybody want to throw anything out here before we go? Anything we missed? Um, nothing I can think of. Okay. No, we're good, man. Except Torquay United. No, no, no go ahead. Talk week. about them. No, I, I just wanted to talk about Torquay because we were two 0 down yesterday at home to Bristol Rovers, and we came back to two two, and we have a pretty good chance of making the playoffs at least. Um, when I, the first show I did, I meant to mention it because at that time we'd won seven in a row, but then we lost the next game. So I kind of shut up. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's great though. Yeah. Now, back, in, back in October, we were, you know, struggling to avoid relegation, but you know, the next 16 games played 16, won 13, drew two, lost one. So it's been. Now, let's say they good. make the playoffs, Chris. Yes. And they win. Yes. What do they get promoted to? They get promoted to League One. But they have playoffs in England? Yeah, they do. Uh, what? Playoffs? I know, right? Who ever heard of such playoffs. a thing? Actually, we were in the playoff final last season and lost to Stevenage, who, yes. are, who now are now in League One. So, um, then you'd go, then, so then you would suck in League One for a few years and hopefully make way up to championship? Hopefully stay up. No, go. most likely we suck in League One for one year and get relegated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just, okay. That's what Actually, I think it's a – I love that, the, the – Competition there for the uh, the final spot, the playoff round, or whatever you want to call it for promotion. I think that's fantastic. You never see guys play harder. Yeah, and it's interesting because you you, you speak about playoffs in MLS, and you have a lot of the Europeans, especially the English, saying, "What do you have playoffs for?" And then they go and watch the playoff final. You kind of think, right? Make up your mind. The playoffs in England have well, they've not been around for, for too long. I think twenty years, twenty five years, maybe. But towards the end of the season, they make a huge difference because teams all the way down to kind of 12th and 13th have a and chance of still getting promoted rather than the season being done. And don't they play those the, the final at Wembley? Uh, they have been. Uh, last year, the, the League 1 and League 2 matches were at Old Trafford. Right. Um, so Torquay went there, but they have played it at Wembley in the past. I think they were at Wembley last, uh, at Old Trafford last season because England had a game that weekend as well. Right. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be at Wembley this year. But it's a good chance to to get out there. I've seen Torquay play a couple of playoff finals, and it's it's amazing. I mean, Torquay don't even get three thousand people a week most weeks, and we take twenty thousand up. You're like, well, where the hell are you every? You know, the rest of the time. 
but you know you have a good time and it's nice to get to Wembley so and, and we're actually much better than Chivas <laughs> thank you uh, so so yeah it's um and that's I mean I tell people that's the one thing I miss about living in the States is I don't get to go and watch my team play every week and there's there's yeah. no there's no streaming it's, option for you is there there's no internet no, I mean I, I can I can pay like I pay like five pounds a month and I can listen to it on the radio. Um, and I actually have a friend in in England who emails me highlights every week, which is good of him. I was going to say there, there's not some geezer in a closet with a bunch of soundboards like in Bull Durham. Yeah. No, no, no. There is. Although actually, that's when we got to the playoff final last year. Uh, that was on uh, FSC. Oh. Right, Dan Kennedy is wasting time at halftime. Yeah. What is up with that? Well, Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. Juan Pablo just had a cracker of a shot, went off the post. Right off the post. And now he's sitting back here wasting time. I mean, come on. That's right, Chivas. It is Chivas. Well, Good attitude, though, right? Well, guys, uh, a, very, uh, a very busy and a very packed show. I thank you all for sticking with us and apologize for the late delay. Um, MLS is rolling. Season's going. Do what's Love our it, what's man. our uh, what's our consensus on the uh, NBC broadcast? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Total thumbs up. Thumbs up. Great. Thumbs up. Awesome. Like Chris, like, like Chris said, any production value they put into it is is you know head and shoulders above what Fox did. Yeah, so I just want them I'm to happy. commit to it for the whole season, and I think I, they will. Um, but you got to hope that they're going to continue this work. No, for the I think they have three years of contract. So, you know, if they keep going at it for two and a half years and then try and renew, that's the main thing. And, and today was on, and it was on the former versus with the NBC Sports Network. So we haven't really seen yes. when they ratchet it up and it goes on on the mothership. Yeah, I think they only have a dozen games or so on NBC, and you know, less, one of them will probably be LA, New York. So less than that, I think. Right? I mean, the I think uh, it was four. I think it's four, four on NBC. Yeah, and it's the rest are on uh, the on channel formerly known as versus national team games on NBC as well. Yeah, but then I yeah, yeah, remember. I think they said at halftime today was uh, forty-four or forty-five on NBC Sports Network. Awesome. There you go. Yeah, the, yeah, that, that's something to look forward to. It'd be interesting to see how, what kind of market share they get for the first few games because, and I don't understand what these numbers mean, but last year they were saying that a team, you know, one of the games on Fox got a zero point eight rating. Um, so I guess anything above that would be good. I don't know. Awesome stuff. I don't know ratings. Uh, let's yeah. uh, let's very quickly, guys. You want to you want to do your own plugs, or you want me to do it for you? So you, can plug, you can. Oh, I was going to let uh, you plug I, me. I would love to plug oh, all yeah. of you. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it as, okay. I'll do it as fast. Do. As Nothing I like better than being there plugged by uh, Bentley. That's for everybody. <laughs> You do me first, though. You can, uh, you can, yeah, long time, first time. You can follow Mr. Chris Ballard at Chris J. Ballard on Twitter. You can also check him out on Around the League on the CSRN uh, Champions Soccer Radio Network at atlcsrn.com. You can follow Mr. Hank Alexand in the middle at Hisco5. That's H-I-S-C-O-5. You can also hear him on themidnightride.us. That's the Midnight Ride podcast. Links to both of those podcasts are up on our website. Uh, and you can follow Mark Via on the right at SC underscore Beaner Lights. That's L-I-T-E-S. Uh, he is irreverent, sometimes offensive, but always sincere. Love him. Love offensive. Him sometimes. Sometimes. Well, like <laughs> sometimes. Uh, you All can right, follow me you. at Twitter underscore dumb. You can follow the show at Top of the Table TV. 
Uh, we also have the shows archived on our website along with our lightning rounds, topofthetable.tv. Uh, Don't forget Sarah. Sarah. You can follow Sarah at Whole Bird and her new uh, Women's United FC at WUnitedFC. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time as always. And You're thank welcome. you. And Good to be thank here. Thank you for those of us in the chat room. Uh, and hopefully, let's see if Crystal gets in here next week. I'd love to get some more questions from her. Yeah, Chaos Karma. Yeah, Chaos Karma. Yeah, good stuff, man. I hope you uh, get your MLS sorted out and uh, join us again next week. Dean, Dean, do we'll just catch the replay. It'll all make sense. Uh, I, I'm Brian Bentley Take for up, Chris, man. Hank, and Mark. We will see you next week on Top of the Table. Thank you, guys. See you guys. Thanks a lot. See you guys.